0: we'll hear insight and perspective from two guests that fill some of the many roles within this incredible industry. Welcome to the room block and enjoy your stay. Hello listeners. I hope everyone is doing well. Labor Day happened and it went from summer to fall here in the Chicagoland area in 24 hours. So I always like fall. I like that back to school mentality. It's kind of like, all right, start of another year even though it's not really but you know just that feeling like okay now we're we're moving on to a new chapter and in the current times maybe it feels like we're just one step closer to wherever we're going which I know we're all anxious to kind of keep things moving in this time anyway what I wanted to talk about real quick is a couple things first of all thanks so much for being patient for the release of this episode. Um, I have switched to a new schedule where I'm going to be releasing a new episode every two weeks. Part of that is due to what's happening in the fall, and that is back to school, and the kids are home, and I have to play the role of teacher. So um, I know that a lot of you are in that same position, and hang in there (laughs) because it's tough, but, uh, you know, we'll make it through. So that's part of it. Um, But also, as much as I love doing this podcast, and i truly, truly do, I found myself in a place where I was actually not able to listen to podcasts that I like as well. And I was finding myself in a position where I was spending a lot of time, um, well, working and not staying balanced. And I said, you know, if if we're going to be reinventing ourselves during this time, we're we're forced to do that right now, then I'm going to (laughs) make this time look like I want it to look. So, Thanks for being understanding. And what I hope is that for my listeners and my guests, the experience will be that much sweeter. The other thing I wanted to mention, and this is the first time I'm doing this kind of call to action, but if you like listening to the RuneBlock podcast, please subscribe. Um, You know, you can listen to it on any of the places that you listen to your podcasts, and you can subscribe to any of those. So if you are so inclined, please go ahead and do that. And if you're feeling really generous, please consider leaving me a positive review. So now let's move on to today's episode. The conversation I'm going to bring you today is with two women who have done what so many of us may be faced with doing these days, and that is to dive right into a deep pool of discomfort. Now, these women did not wait for the particular circumstances that so many of us have found ourselves in today, but that doesn't mean that it was any less difficult to make the significant changes to their lives that have brought them to their current chapters. In fact, one could argue that it's more difficult to make a big change in your life when you are not forced to, because that means that you are required to step out of your comfort zone on purpose. It's like making a decision to jump off a cliff and trust that you will learn to fly. But fly they are. What you are going to hear today is a look inside the minds of two people who have made this tough choice on their own. What brought them to this decision and what guided them in their next steps? It will quickly become clear how important it is to know who you are and what you love. Because if you were going to find yourself in an unfamiliar place, what do you want to be surrounded by? You want to be surrounded by the people you love and the things that you love to do. So let's let Dahlia Algazar of Dahlia Plus Agency and Carrie Kelly of Soul Mining, Inc. tell us about their journeys into the unknown and what it takes to succeed once there. Well, hi, everybody. And here we are. We are about to kick off episode four of the RuneBlock podcast. And today I have two amazing ladies with me. This is gonna be a fun one, guys. We have Carrie Kelly of Soul Mining and Dahlia Algazar of the Dahlia Plus Agency. And this is going to be a really cool conversation because we're talking with two women who have started their own companies. They've gone off on their own prior to a lot of people having to do it, as (laughs) many of us are probably. See, that's why I thought this would be a great conversation, very timely, because we've got a bunch of listeners out there who might be kind of at a crossroads, right? And so here we're gonna hear from two women who are gonna talk about how they got to where they are today, kind of explain their journeys and what it takes to have your own company. So let's start by asking Carrie Kelly tell us how you got to become a soul mining
1: sister. <laughs> I am. I'm a soul miner. And I actually do have a good story to tell about my soul mining. And it's really going to be the first time that I've told it to hopefully a mass audience of people listening to this. But you both know, obviously, how I came um, to the name Soul Mining, but I'll, I'll share that a little bit later. Um, but how I got in the industry, um, I've always loved travel and I've, I love airports. I still love airports. I could spend forever in an airport. Um, and I just remember being a kid and my mom used to take me to the airport and we used to watch the planes land and um, arrive. And I just loved that feeling, kind of like the scene in, um, oh, what's my favorite movie, Love Actually, God Only Knows. Um, well, that's the song. But so I, I just, I, I've always loved hotels, um, or I'm sorry, airports, but leading into hotels. I then subsequently got really motivated and inspired by watching Connie Selica on the TV show um, Hotel. I don't know if either of you remember that I TV do remember show it. with Richard Branson and Connie Selica. And man, I wanted to be Connie. I wanted to be sitting at that desk in the hotel lobby, walk around with those puffy shoulder pads. So um, it, that was always inspiring to me. And then, um, but I, I didn't really know. I just liked the TV show. I was a TV freak. And I don't know, you know, I just I went to college and honestly, it was two things that I wanted to do. I wanted to go into hotels, but I also wanted to be a school therapist. So I just went ahead. I went to Southern Illinois and started my degree in hotel management. But it was really geared towards food and nutrition, ended up going into psychology and sociology. So then my whole plan was that I wanted to be a therapist. And then... You know, I graduated from school. I started working for Morton Steakhouse as an admin. And then I got a really amazing opportunity to work at the Palmer House. And I started off as a banquet administrative assistant. And honestly, I think that was my first time where I was like, wow, the universe really does listen. And that essentially started my lifelong belief in the universe and signs and just law of attraction, putting it out there. And it comes back to you so i started working at the palmer house and i um i loved it i loved working at that hotel it was a prestigious hotel it was amazing i eventually moved up into sales and then decided to move to ireland (laughs) i just had had my time i knew that i wanted to do something different and i really wasn't sure what i wanted to do i'd always wanted to travel outside of the country i had a ton of friends that did it i didn't so i moved to ireland i got my dual citizenship My grandmother was from there, and I was able to get my citizenship, and I moved there, lived there for a year, loved it. It was my first, I think, realization just about living life according to your soul and, you know, what you wanted to do with your life. So I did, and I came back home, and after a year, and I got a job, as we used to like to call it, TTG. Travel Technology Group, and I stayed there for 17 years in various progressive roles um, through mergers and acquisitions. I've had significant experience at that company, which is in my heart and soul with the both of you. I mean, I'm still friends with the both of you, and you've both been very pivotal in my life and so grateful um, for your friendship and guidance and mentorship and just being colleagues and collaborators. And I then realized that I had I had done my time there, and I knew that my soul was literally yearning for something more. Wellness has always been of importance, but it really was kind of just um, a springboard off of just my whole interest in psychology, sociology, you know, just healing, um, being a healer, healing people, understanding why the way the world is, how, why people tick. I just, I love to explore. And honestly, it was also stress. You know, I had a lot of stress. We all do this. The events industry is a very stressful industry. And I really just started exploring a lot of wellness, alternative, holistic options and just found that I loved it a lot. And so I just really saw myself going in that direction. In any event, I left. I created a company called soul mining and soul mining is. It, my soul passion projects, things that I love to do. Um, I've often referred to, you know, the past four years since leaving On Peak as, as a serial dater because I was in this long-term relationship with On Peak for 17 years and actually stayed on for an additional two, three years, um, you know, as a contract worker part-time. I just started throwing myself into doing everything that touched my soul and that set my soul on fire and where I knew that I could make a difference. I started working with Dahlia and, you know, ended up finding so much direction there, you know, doing so many different things with branding and marketing and LinkedIn and tech. I started getting involved in tech. I had no idea. But in any event, I'm focused right now on the events industry and wellness industry and just... um, I fortunately have been able to pivot into the digital world and provide um, meeting and event planning services, been doing some wellness programs. Um, Just did one recently, a, a session break where we danced to the song, The Hustle, which is really fun. So yeah, just focusing on just in those two industries. And I'll be honest, I'm still on my journey. I have some projects that I'm working on and we'll be rolling those out, but it's all centered on doing those things that I like to do. And of course, and not that i'm just out there freewheeling doing it but just really focusing my efforts and what lights my soul on fire because i think that's where magic happens and happiness happens and success happens and then i have my photography business so so it's a trifecta meetings and events wellness coaching consulting and then photography so soul mining and i came up with soul mining because when i was trying to think of the name of my business it was just what am I doing? I'm curating, I'm nurturing. I'm like, no, I'm mining my soul. So it's soul mining. I like it. And it's actually the album of one of my favorite songs by Viva. This is the day, that's another story, but I'll stop now. Cause it's Dahlia's turn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do want to hear from Dahlia, but I just want to comment how cool that you literally grew this business from your passions just kind of like listening to that voice inside you telling you where to go. But before I get off track, let's let's let Dahlia tell us about about her journey.
2: What did her soul tell her? (laughs) (laughs) What did my my soul talks to me all the time? Those little voices in your head are for real, I tell you. But um, I'm going to focus on the journey of uh, Dahlia Plus agency because I think this is where Lessons were learned the hard way, as well as the whole idea of passion really played into this. But right before Dahlia Plus agency was created, I was at TTG. I was part of the On Peak tribe. And um, it was it was an amazing like transition point for me because not only was I in the best tribe ever, it was all about the culture that brought us together. There was a passion element to that, but there's also a comfort level and a comfort zone where people tend to be in a spot or be in a company or be in their cube or in their office for a lot of years because it is a comfort zone. And what helped me take the leap of faith, everybody talks about leap of faith, But what helped me do it was I went to a leadership program for two days and uh, he's still one of my mentors. And um, Eric Burton, he gave us this workbook and we were 28 people. Um, And it was kind of funny because they didn't want us to be there with our real names. They wanted us to be there with a personality that we sort of identify with, so my name was Lady Gaga, because I was, I'm like very loud, obnoxious, you know, in your face type of thing. Still I like am. It. Yes. That's I perfect. Am. I got bigger, <laughs> so, I got I know, right? Yeah. Um, so people still see me in, the in like at industry events and they're like Lady Gaga, I'm like Lady Di, how are you, you know, kind of thing. But um, the workbook he gave us was, you are going to chart your flight plan. And that really resonated because at that time it was like, okay, with your flight plan, you are where you're at. So that's your city of origin, right? Boston. And your destination is going to be what you want it to be. But you also have to put a time frame on it. And knowing the comfort zone that I had at On Peak and the tribe that I had and the culture that I had, et cetera, um, in my head, I'm like, okay, in one year's time, I will have my own marketing agency, I will own the identity of knowing event technology inside and out, I will share my passion in helping people understand how it can help them and empower them, not only from um, professional aspect, or like, this is what it can do for your events, but also on a personal so this is where Carrie and a lot of other people have been part of the Dahlia Plus journey where we empower people to know their brand, to know their voice, to know their content and to establish themselves with whatever, whatever tech they need, whatever dis- digital solutions they need if they need to understand social media, just to empower them to get their brand out. And that was the mission of Dahlia Plus when it started eight years ago. but. When putting the flight plan together, part of the flight plan that you put together for yourself, you have to also name the people that are with you on the flight. Who's your co-pilot, who's in first class, who's in business class, and who's part of the crew. And I will give him credit 100% where Michael Howe saw my face when I came back and he's like, what the hell is going on? And I said, I need need to do this. I need to go on my own and he supported me. So like, this is where you sort of, when you map things out, you map out what your passion is. You map out who you wanna work with. So I also have this tendency of every year on my vision board, I map out who I wanna work with. I wanna work with the people that I have respect for, have passion for, wanna learn from, all of that. And I put a bucket list together. So Dahlia Plus came about because there was a gap of understanding as well as um, embracing technology and uh, you know all all the 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 elements of how do you ascend your professional or personal brand, and the plus in Dalia Plus is hub and spoke. So I work with people and I work with companies and they don't necessarily all have to be under the Dahlia Plus umbrella. I actually thought it would be like Google Plus, but cooler. But then Google <laughs> Plus died. So um, this is so it is, is cool. No, I forgot about Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Everybody it forgets to go. but <laughs> so so the 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 idea of working on passion is a must. I think what happens though, when people do tend to stay in their comfort zone and this global pause that we're in, we're not going to use the word pandemic, we're not going to use the word COVID, none of that. This is where resiliency and and checking in on your flight plan, 200% people have to do that more often so they do not get back into this dilemma. Of like, what am I gonna do now? So you look at all your our all, all our friends, they're like, what am I gonna do? Yes, furloughed, terminated. Um, hotels are not like we you know them, you know our our people. But if you look, if they really dig deep, they have skill set that they can transition to other industries. They have mm-hmm. passions that are probably yep. on cocktail napkins that they did at bars in the night. At industry events, or talked it out with someone, uh-huh. and they're sleeping on it because they're in a comfort zone, or they don't—they need someone to push them off the the runway, if you will. So uh, yeah. that's that's one of the things that I would like to focus on in in the near future to help people understand that no matter what, you can still revisit your passion, and you can still you know, um, glean on the talents and the expertise and the tribe and the network that you build. Don't take that lightly and also go to school. You can go to school and, you know, you don't have to have certifications galore. Learning and, and getting certified are very two different things, but everybody should be in learning mode. So eight years ago, you started Dahlia Plus. Mm-hmm
0: and i was thinking as you were talking you know so 8 years ago you were thinking about it in terms of uh, you know technology and the different tools that are available i mean aren't you thrilled <laughs> with what has come out of technology over the last several years i mean you must just have a constant <laughs> influx of of things to teach people because there's
2: it's just moving at such a rapid pace the beauty of it is honestly when i think of everybody harps on innovations they love that word you know like um what's innovative when it comes to technology and i'll be honest you know and i talk about emerging trends that's another word or predictions nobody should have predictions anymore there's there there's no predictions right now we don't (laughs) we can't predict anything but like the What if you like focus on innovative ways of using technology or innovative ways of creation? Hmm. Because then you take a look at, holy shit, that makes sense. You know, this is this is where, for example, all the tech, most of the tech companies that we know all of a sudden move from mobile app to virtual platform. Mm -hmm. Perfect. But here's what's going to happen. How are you going to be different? Like I I just did a podcast with uh, Jeremy Gucci, who has a book called Exploiting Chaos, which is a must read. He is this amazing Canadian dude. He's very handsome and he has an accent. So that's a plus plus right there. But what what was great was, you know, he, he says when you look at your brand, when you look at your messaging, ask, why should they choose you? Are they going to choose you because you're yet another virtual platform or are you being innovative and are you being passionate when you're helping people out? It's like, you know, Carrie Kelly, when she comes with soul mining and she's talking about something that's good for the soul or you're asking her to do photography. It's because you see her passion through her lens and she captures those moments that you're like, I want that. Then you go and
0: choose KK. Well, thank you for going into that because one thing that I wanted to touch on in this conversation was kind of the topic of superpowers. So, starting this podcast, you know, I had to recognize certain things that I know I like to do and that I think I am decent at doing. And you really have to dig deep. Mm -hmm. to try to figure those out Mm -hmm. but you have to think about it and you have to say well I know I can do this I know I can bring X Y and Z to the table you you have to acknowledge them in order to take a leap to do something new Mm -hmm. and that's what this was for me so Mm -hmm. now obviously each of you have had to explore that on your own to come up with your own businesses Mm -hmm. so Carrie You know, Dala, you talked about some of her photography and other elements. Carrie, what can you identify as your superpowers? Why do we want to work with you? What do you what do you bring that no one else is bringing us?
1: I, I am who I am. And I say that because I bring everything to it and I have to buy into it. Um, I just, um, I'm going to give you my all. I have a very holistic approach. And so if I'm being asked to do something and something as simple as, you know, filling out an Excel spreadsheet and I wanna know why I'm doing it, you know, how does that make sense? Where am I getting that information from? Who's contributing? Who's going to see this? Why are they seeing this? Um, and I say, I bring up Excel. It's such a random thing I know, but um, that was so much part of my world when I was with on Peak and the roles that I had, you know, always, you know, creating reports, doing reports. and I actually, it's something that I love to do, and I still because it just kind of keeps me balanced out, keeps my creative side balanced. So I, I think I have a I, I'm holistic and I have a very creative kind of mind. I have I have very much an analytical mind, and then I also have a creative mind. I very much, Um, like structure, and I think it's part of my personality. I don't know if it's being a Gemini or just the way that my brain is. I, I, again, love to bring everything to it, so it's both sides. I love that creative approach, and and like Dahlia said, innovative, that word scares the shit out of me. Negotiation scares the shit out of me, but when I looked at those words differently, I started to understand I'm already doing it. I was already doing it. You know, negotiation, you always think of that hard sell and, you know, it's mean and it's tough, but negotiation is partnership and trying to reach, you know, that win-win. So that's another, I think, one of my superpowers and why people want to um, work with me is, is I just, I look at partnership. It's connection, it's collaboration, and I just, I'm always going to give everything that I have. People are going to get that, whether it be a collaborator, a client, um, a vendor, whoever it is, I will bring my whole self and I really will analyze from every perspective to ensure that we're doing it the right way. I just think that's really important. Perfect. You're lucky that you have
0: such a creative mind, but also such an analytical mind. I think that's something that might elude a lot of people to be able to tap into both of those sides but i have worked with you and i agree that you do have both of those sides very strongly so dahlia how about mm. you what are your superpowers why do people hire dahlia plus
2: so i i, I think it's because i am a, a very good devil's advocate so that's one but um it's also you know it's it's very similar to kk where um, I'm all in, and um, I I rarely hold anything back. I'm very transparent. I think people need sometimes a voice of of uh, of truth, no sugar coating, nothing. Um, there's not a lot of time to beat around the bush anymore. Like you know, you Mm-mm. need someone that will tell you like it is. And if you're doing a shitty job, you know i i don't say you are and then leave i give you um ways of how to be better you know so whether it's it's an event you're working on or a project or due diligence on you know we do a lot of tech advice we do a lot of talent gap uh assessments right now within organizations um even as simple something as simple as um your linkedin profile You know, sometimes you get that person who just wants it as a validation. And they're like, look at me now. Look at my profile. I'm like, yeah, it needs work. And they're like, wait, what? I thought it was great. I'm like, no, could be better. So, so I think a superpower is me trying to help people be better. And, uh, or the other superpower that I have is I, I, I am an incredible net weaver. And I will tell you know, two people why they should meet or what, how they can help each other, even if they're competitors. Because um, I think coopetition is something that is, is not used as, as much as it should. I think you know, co-creating solutions or innovative ways on how to work together should be the new normal. In my opinion, there is no new new normal. The new normal is whatever you make it. But like, really taking a look at how you can extend yourself <clears throat> with other people, other experts, other professionals, um, and and just putting aside like all the bullshit that that we once saw, like all the companies that we know of as they as we know them, don't exist as we know them anymore. Mm-mm so so it's like you know wouldn't it be a a great way where we should not be in the position right now where we're all floundering on our own it should be a a, almost like a, a, a launch pad of how do you work together in a different way and you come to market and you come to you know, um, to your existing client list or whatever it is, or even a different industry and say, I am offering you this. So, um, my, my last third power is I want people to be loud and not humble about what the hell they do or how they can do it. They should be able to scream it out loud what they are good at. They should be able to name their own superpowers. And if they can't, then they should go and ask like five, 10 people, what do you think my superpower is? But they should not be humble anymore.
1: So I'm gonna jump in on that because I don't know if I really touched on that because I think one of my superpowers is and really where soul mining comes in, um, is helping people to uncover and discover, you know, what their superpower is actually. Um, And I also like to take it a deep, a step, further and go deeper in terms of what is blocking you you know because we're and this is where my psychologist hat comes in it's just you know what is it about us you know we all as individuals have a whole lifetime and you know experiences and and what keeps us down if it is holding us down and like delia said if they are humble well why are you humble you know and everyone's different in their personality and we all express ourselves to our own unique way, you know, introvert, extrovert, ambivert, you know, (laughs) whatever it is that you are. But um, I love helping people uncover it. And that is one of the things that I loved most, and I do love most about working with Dahlia in the LinkedIn corners. I mean, honestly, I I think it's been one of my greatest satisfactions. I've had a lot of really great, you know, just jobs and roles and responsibilities. But what I loved about it is (laughs) we would be working these conferences with these crazy smart people and, you know, they've come up and like Dahlia said, they would have, you know, a LinkedIn profile that was just kind of so-so and you'd start talking to them and find out how involved they are. They're a speaker, they're, you know, have all these patents, they, you know, they're so... They have so much to offer. And even if they don't have a lot to offer or, you know, just in terms of that conventional way, but there's something about everybody. We all have something, you know, that we can offer to the world, right? You know, we have our unique gift. It's, it's true. And so it's, it's how do we share that? And honestly, my, some of my biggest joys was sitting, was sitting with people, like especially just these very humble men who had no idea. And I'm thinking of one in particular, and that's why I'm saying humble men, because this one man in particular it was actually the last conference I did on site. But, you know, he had a random picture up as his cover photo. It was him on a bike and, um, you know. I thought it was just recreationally he liked to ride his bike well it turned out that he was a huge fundraiser you know he did all this fundraising that connected back to his industry but also his personal life and so again I love looking at I'm holistic and that's how I approach everything it's holistic also looking you know I'm a systems thinker like how do things apply you know here here so it's like all right here is how this man is going to come together he was kind of a just didn't smile a ton but very kind right and when i pointed this out to him he he's like really oh oh and he got this smile on his face i literally i started crying i mean like there were tears in my eyes and i was it was just joy i just loved it and i i, I just because we all have something and you know and, and it takes if you don't recognize it on your own we need people to help us get there just you know like dalian you said so I just think it's so important. I know I could say it for the both of you, you guys have helped me so much in helping me recognize um, my strengths and even weaknesses, you know, so and like Dahlia said, you know, be blunt with what it is. I'm laughing, Dahlia's smiling because she's probably remembering what she told me, but. Uh, <laughs> I remember exactly where we were too. I know, I know, Aquiland, right?
0: They say, you know, as, as you go through life, you never stop learning, right? No. And, and how true that is. And like I feel like ever since I turned forty, which is a few years ago now, that's when the lessons have really totally. been pouring in, yeah. right? And it and it is it's it's these lessons about who you are as a person and and what you're good at and what you're not good at and 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 how you take information from other people. So whether it's positive feedback or constructive criticism and, and and, and God bless the people who give you both because you yes. really need that stuff yes. and that it's what you do with the information once you have it exactly. you know, just the, those are the I, I can see why this kind of midlife time is so can be so pivotal for so many or maybe why some people reach that midlife crisis because then maybe they get to that point and say oh now I really don't even know who I am Right. But if if you can if you can answer the question, who am I and and what am I good at, then I think that can help get you over that hump. And then there Mm -hmm. is no crisis
1: Mm -hmm. crisis. You know, you're at a crossroads. What do you do? And you recognize that something is not right inside of you and whether your body recognizes it or not. It's like something has to happen. And so, you know, there's the jokes about buying a red car, um, you know, Corvette or whatever it is but hell, I got a tattoo. I never thought I would get a tattoo and I got a tattoo. It was a total, if you want to say that in the conventional midlife crisis, but there was this reawakening inside of me that just was, you know, and, and it goes a lot deeper, you know, a whole lot of healing on my part. And just, you know, it was as hard as it was in leaving On Peak, it was the best thing I ever did because I don't think I would be the person that I am right now if it wasn't for On Peak um, and if I hadn't have left
0: you both talked about the power of the people that you've been surrounded by and that have kind of helped you get to where mm-hmm. you are. Um, you know, Dahlia, like you were saying in the workshop and then Michael Howe, um, who, who is still at the helm of On Peak, um, but just, you know, being able to recognize in you, something's changed and I'm gonna support this. And and Carrie, you going through a, a similar process, um, even with him actually, <laughs> um, And so talk to me about the industry and why it has become, why, why is such a supportive place? Because I feel like, I know that that is something that every industry has, but what do you think it is about the hospitality industry that breeds this kind of supportive individual
2: the fu- the funny thing is uh, on on that note, <clears throat> because we've done so many different events, you know, with our LinkedIn bar and Tech bar and stuff like that. Like last year, we did 85 events across the board: medical, healthcare, accounting, financial, you know, um, manufacturing, you name it. And I and we got to know the attendees really, really well. Right? And so when you say different industries, we've been exposed to them. I have not yet to see an industry like ours where we say, I love you or it's hugs and kisses for no reason whatsoever. And I think that's what we miss the most. No, I'm telling you, it, it, it has nothing to do with how much wine you have or like, you know, how, how, how many libations but we go around, we text each other to say, I love you. We go around and we seek each other out in hallways to, um, to just hug. And I think our industry, this is why we miss it the most because our industry misses that the most. Um, now, what breeds it? It could be because um, we're the most collaborative well, I'm I'm very biased. We're, I'm very, very biased to our industry. We're in the hospitality industry, but when we work together, mm-hmm. we truly work together. We try to get to know each other. You know what I mean? And it could be different in a medical. It could be different with pediatric doctors. But I know us. I know our industry. This is why it's painful for us to see our peers and our friends and our... We're family. We're a big, you know, huge family. And 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 it, it pains us to see us not doing well. So it could be because we are collaborators with the projects that we work mm-hmm. on, the events that we work on, or we complete each other. You know, um, it's a Jerry Maguire phenomena that we have going on here. But it's, it's, you know, and we're trying really hard even, even now to care for each other and we don't know what's the best way to do it. We'll, we'll get there, right? Um, even, if we're, even if some of our family members go into other industries, I honestly think that we will never lose touch of, of that link.
1: There's links between all of us. I agree. I do. And I also think, too, people, as we've said, that people are just incredible. It's a certain kind of person that draws um, us to it, and we want to be of service. You know, I think, you know, probably most of us are servant leaders. We just want to be of service to each other. Um, But what I also love, too, and Dahlia touched on it, you know, like when, you know, with Dahlia Plus, and it was the same thing at On Peak, one of the things that I loved about On Peak is being a third party. Um, and really why I'm still doing what I do now, because I, I love variety. Keeping it consistent with what I'm offering, but I love variety. Um, we're exposed to so many different industries and there's so much learning and education that happens. And you go to an event. My favorite, I love the whole life cycle of an event. I love the collaborating, the planning. I love getting on site before everyone. I love nothing more to go into an empty convention hall when it's all set up before it goes and like just imagining the rush of people and, and, you know, the quiet before the storm, it's my favorite thing. I love churches for the same reason, but, um, and then day one, you know, everyone's excited and they're kissing and they're hugging and everyone's, you know, just so happy to see each other. And then they're stimulated, right? We all want growth. We want experience. And even though we're servicing, we're still learning. We're learning from each other, you know, about our industry, personal, professional, and then we're learning whatever education that we're producing and providing and, you know, whatever our, whoever, you know, the client is. So I've been so gratified and nourished and fulfilled by the various industries that I've been able to work with. I've learned so much. And then it's beautiful. You go to these beautiful venues, you see the, like, this inspiration in the food and the decoration it's a feast for your senses and it's not about luxury it's just about feeling good so you can do good but then it's like you need your touchstones you need your anchors you need your touchstone people and it's you know i'm a journaler and i'm writing lists you know i've been doing that my entire life and that is what has helped guide me and so those are the things that are really important to do and just keep paying attention pay attention to the signs that are out there because they're there
0: all right. Well, a couple of things. Um, first of all, I love that you brought up the beauty of events because mm-hmm. in the conversations that I've had lately where we've talked about the people and the connections, the aesthetics of the event has not come up yet, but what an excellent point because how many times have we walked into a hall or a ballroom and just been astounded yeah that is a wonderful yes. point to bring up and i'm sure it's that
1: creativity. all, you all know, the decorators
0: out there are like yes thank you very much it's because- so true
1: <laughs> there's so much work that goes into it and yeah. the beauty that abounds is just incredible yeah i, I love a it really key point i get excited for signs <laughs> Right? Is this, <laughs> because you're seeing the fruits of your labor and your creativity being expressed. So excellent point. Thank
0: you. But then yeah. the other thing, so you're talking about um, touch points and journaling and, and and ways to get out of a scary time. Are, are you referring to going off on your own business? Or are you talking mm-hmm. about what we're going through right now? Because if yeah, you're talking it was, about going up in your business and that uncertainty, well, it, can it applies certainly to apply now.
1: to right now. Yes, totally. It does. And you know, I don't take lightly at all what's happening. I mean, obviously I've been impacted because, you know, I was working with Dahlia and the events that I was working on with her, they canceled and it, it is really scary when you're taken out of your job um, that you're used to having. And, and then just trying to find your, you know, what do you do next? And so, yeah, it was it was when I started my business really quick. And when I left on peak, um, I was very fortunate. I mean, Michael Howe, Lisa Baez. They were so good to me because I just knew that it was just my time. But I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew the areas that I wanted to go into, but you know i took a pause obviously i needed to continue to work and i continued to work and so they were wonderful and i got to stay on you know well six months left for a couple months and then came back and then i started working with dahlia and then i worked with pcma i had all these amazing experiences and i started to find confidence that i could do other things and i think that that's it so my touchstones back to what dahlia said and we both all I've talked about is just having that support network. Because, you know, it helps you and and those are touchstones, but it's also it's taking care of you emotionally, physically, spiritually, and whatever, however that looks. Always that
0: this, I know we're not supposed to call it a pandemic, Dahlia, but <laughs> pause, always that this pause is kind of teaching us. Things that we need to carry on as we move into the future. So Dahlia, what kind of things have you learned over the last few months that you're gonna carry with you into your future?
2: One of the main things that I've learned is um, even now more than ever is to focus on your passions and to focus on things that Um, make you feel that you achieved something and then partner with those that you can delegate with that can take those pieces that you don't find like um satisfaction in and I know it sounds like a cop-out but it's it's part of reorganization as well as addressing your passions and your true skill set And so it's funny when people say, stay in your lane. So the fun part is in my past life, which you guys were part of this company as well, where I was told I was not really a great salesperson, that I was not really great to be, you know, a part of client presentations and so forth by several people. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know. So I don't know if that actually triggered like this whole attitude of like, well, watch me now the or, underdog. or like, <laughs> yeah, underestimate I me. That it. will be fun. Be back Let's in your have partner. some fun. Right. And so now I, I'm told by my Dahlia Plus team, especially Carolyn Clark, who is my business partner, um, stay in your lane and just do sales because that's what you do rainmaker. So it's like you 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 sort of have to figure out what makes you tick now more than ever. Mm-hmm. That's the that's that's part of it. The other part of it is you know the juggling's hard and mm-hmm. and you know that. You got kids. You know everybody's got something. I mean even KK's got a kid at her knees all the time right now. <laughs> so so it's not only about that, it's really putting time aside. And I, I struggle with it. I, you know, um, where it's, it's uh, the juggle is real. And especially when you are trying to take care of yourself, the self care part is, is also a big struggle, but that is a priority. Cause I think mental health, physical health at the moment is the key in order for you to keep going with your passion. Perfect.
0: So, and I say perfect because you ended with the word passion. And it was literally where I was heading, which is we've had a great conversation about passions as far as how you need to look into those and cultivate your professional life. But so the last question that I want to ask you ladies is on the topic of passion, but passion about what you like to do that maybe we don't know about, that isn't apparent in your public persona. I mean, it could be, (laughs) probably don't have to be a (sighs) private passion, but I mean, (laughs) that we don't see as a parent within soul mining, or we don't see as a parent within Dahlia Plus. What does Carrie, what does Dahlia like to do? What are you guys passionate about that we might not know?
2: Well, I like to get in my car and drive around with EDM music on. Yeah, that's a, I love a this passion <laughs> of mine. And just by myself, Dunkin' Donuts type of thing and just roam around, get lost. I don't care. Don't turn on a GPS, all of that good stuff. I love it. Wait, now this actually makes me think.
0: I think I follow you on Spotify, and I think I have actually seen the music that you've played before. And I'm like, no way, Dolly listens I love to it. this. All I right. love it. I love it. I yeah, love it. and so it is always a little unexpected. You just you don't know by looking at somebody well,
2: what kind of music they like, right? Well, and and so the other thing is a year ago, um, and this is another friend of mine in the industry. Uh, Abby got me going on this, but I've been um, trying to to, to, to learn how to DJ. I knew it. I was waiting for you to say that. (laughs) Love it. So, uh, obviously COVID, um, COVID hit hard, but my, my DJ instructor is with me like on, uh, you know, doing it, uh, virtually as well. Abby cannons, she took it on a year ago. And her thing was, I'm going to be one day performing in the Ministry of Sound in London, and she did it. Okay. Um, and and the the whole idea was, we should all we should both be doing it next November because Bam. I was supposed to be at a show in London. We'll make something happen, though.
0: Absolutely. But, yeah.
2: It's so just yeah, another
0: thing that's on pause. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we're DJing on the pause.
2: side. I used to DJ vinyl when I was in high school. I did our homecoming, and I did our after grad party and I think one prom. I love it. See, there has to be. If you're (laughs) if you're good to me, I will uh send you a link of me rapping with my friend Megan and and we used to DJ together and it is the bomb. Yeah. yeah maybe rap. Yes. That's if you're good to me. That's if you're good to me. That's all.
0: I think I might need to be good too, so I can change my um, my intro outro music to a Dolly rap.
2: Yes, (laughs) I could totally do that. That was phenomenal.
1: All right, how about you, KK? Well, it's funny because I did actually think this out because I feel like I've been so I feel like because my my personal life and my career have been my passions and that I've been living. So I'm like, oh, what could it be? And then. This kind of popped into my mind, and it's actually so perfect because it goes in line. So it's not something that I'm necessarily doing now. Well, here's what I'll say. I am really missing dancing, and you are two people that I have had many fun dance parties with. I was a crazy dancer. I I mean, I love dancing, and I don't know that that always comes out, but um, (laughs) then it made me think of my obsession with bull all those years ago. and um taking it a step further I mean I was really obsessed and I'm not kidding you it wasn't just about like oh he's fun give me everything tonight it was literally I saw him on the David Letterman show and I was falling asleep and I see him perform I'm like oh my god who is this guy and again not necessarily attracted to him but he was just like again soul passion and just I was crazy. I'm not kidding you. I went to the Today Show to go see him perform. I wrote him a letter and I was a grown woman, not a teenager. It was literally a soul awakening that I had. It was back in 2011 and that actually kick-started a whole resurgence in my life. Career, profession, dating. I mean, it was everything. It was kind of crazy. So I really attribute Pitbull to a lot. And um, I still, you know, You may laugh at me, but he is philanthropic. He does so much good stuff for the community. And he's fun. He's a little risque, but I'll still take him. So Pitbull, he is my soul. And in fact, when I launched my photography website, I had Give Me Everything Tonight kick it off on my my stories. So he's the best. I wish I
0: could have that song queued up or something. I I thought of doing it. it.
1: But I also love it because you two, I know how much you both love to dance. And so I was hoping Dahlia was going to bring up her DJing because I didn't know about that.
0: Well, thank you, ladies, both so much for this call. I had a ton of fun chatting with you both. And um, I love I love the topics that came out of this call. It's exactly kind of how I was hoping it would go. So thank you so much for for bringing your passion to the Room Block Podcast.
1: <laughs> thank you. This is fun. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks again to Dahlia and Carrie. I had a lot of fun during that episode, and I learned a lot. Hopefully, everyone else did, too. Well, that is a wrap on Episode 4, and I want to hear from you. Please send feedback, show ideas, comments, questions, and, of course, interest in participating to me at roomblockpodcast at gmail.com or send me a message on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you for joining me today. And please remember to subscribe to The Room Block so you can continue to join in the conversation.